0: But I'm going to ask that we first pray this morning so that we make our hearts ready and prepared to hear and to listen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the group that is gathered here today. And I know that nobody is here by chance. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit has brought each one here. I ask that you would speak to each person today. Give us ears to hear. And more than anything, we ask that you would give us a heart to hear and to understand. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Last week, if you remember, I shared with you briefly about how Rosh Hashanah, or the New Year, we seem to celebrate at three different times in Israel. Many believe that the month of Nisan, which is in the Jewish calendar, is the time to celebrate the, the Jewish New Year. And many others believe that in the month of Tishrei, which is what we are in now, is what we should be celebrating the New Year. And somehow or another we have also uh, taken in the Jewish, or the New Year of uh, the International Community which is at the end of December, beginning of January. But I'm going to speak with you today about the Jewish New Year which is in the month of Tishrei and Nisan. So we know that in the month of Nisan is when the children of Israel left Egypt and Moses said, this is the month that you will celebrate the New Year. But in the history of the children of Israel, somehow or another they have taken the month of Tishrei to be the Jewish New Year, and it was connected with agriculture and things that were going on in the country. The month of the autumn, and the month, the time that it starts the rains, and it's actually at the end of the time that all the fields have already been harvested, all the trees have given up their fruit, everything has been brought in, and it was really a time that the agricultural person, the farmer, could come up to Jerusalem and to worship the Lord. But it was also a time for him to look back and see what he has taken in what he has accomplished the last year he worked very hard last year he brought in all of his fruit all of his produce and now he's looking back at what he had i believe that we can look at rosh hashanah the jewish new year from many different uh, angles and directions but i believe this morning that god wants us to look back at everything that has happened in our personal lives. We need to check ourselves, to double check what we have accomplished, our accomplishments, our weaknesses, our failures, things that we have missed. As we look back at all of these things, then we will then realize that we need to try and fix those things that need fixing. And so then as we look towards the new year, we see how can we go into this new year in a more effective way. And as uh, Danny, being a pastor, one of the pastors of the congregation, he sees this as a pastoral uh, looking as the congregation of our own private families and of our own personal lives. So on the paper that you have received, this uh, circle that's in the middle is for a special reason. So what he would like for you to do, not necessarily now, but when you have time at home, to do it when you're at home by yourself with the Lord, this circle in the middle is going to be like a cake or pizza. I've, Danny has put down eight points that are written at the top of the page. That are, And so Danny would like for you to take this cake and divide it up according to those eight points that are on that page. So then you would divide this cake up a ri- accordingly to how much time you spend in each one of these eight points, how much time you spend in sleeping or work. And if you start to see how much time that you really spend in God's Word... You will then see, after you've divided this page up, this cake up, you will see what are your priorities. And I believe that this is what God wants us to see this new year, in order to see where our priorities are. And you know that God is a God of order or organizing arrangements. He's very organized. I believe that there's a special arrangement that he wants to put into our lives. And the arrangement of God, the way that He organizes things, is different than the way that we organize. And the way that He wants us to do things is sometimes very different than the way that we have decided we will do things. And I believe that these eight points that I have written um, somehow also very much so stress the way that our lives really are. The first point speaks about our prayer time, our quiet time with the Lord, our meditation in the Word. And the question that I would ask each one of us that is here this morning how much, um, how would you divide this piece of cake up? How, how big of a of a piece would you give this piece of cake up? Whether it's per day or per a month, however you want to work on. In a 24-hour day, how much time do you actually give to prayer time and really meditating on the Word of God? And I believe that one of the biggest sins that we can see uh, among all of us is a lack of really good quality prayer time. I believe that God has called us to look inside, according to our own private lives, and to know, do I really uh, sacrifice and make a space in my life for this prayer time in my life? As one of the pastors, and we do this prayer evenings, I thank God that there are many people who really come and are part of this prayer evenings. But I know that most of the congregation Most of them do not come to the prayer meetings. It could be for a variety of reasons. There's good reasons, and then there are some other reasons that are just so-so. And I believe that it's all according to our priorities. I believe that during this next year, God wants to strengthen our prayer time within the congregation, that we should relate to prayer meetings and prayer times in the congregation as something that is very highly important and this next Monday will really be a true test for all of us. Because at the moment that you're at home, you're going to go ahead and cut this cake up the way that you would divide it. And you're going to say to God, God, how much time do I really give over to prayer? If it's personal prayer, or if it's prayer according to your time spent within the congregation. In Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29, verses 11-11, through 13. I'm going to read from verses 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. What a wonderful promise God has for us. He says, I know I have good thoughts and good plans for you to give you a future and a hope to give you peace. But he continues and he says in verse 12, he says then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart so I believe that these verses are specifically towards prayer where he says if you will ask of me if you will seek me I'm there for you if you will ask of me so I believe our first point this morning is really to check ourselves deep inside and say how much prayer prayer life do we really have I believe that God wants us to go into this new year with a deeper, uh, heavier anointing with prayer and for his word. We want to go to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 24, and this will bring us to our second point that Danny would like to bring this morning, and that is to our families. So what we're reading this morning in this book is actually the words of Joshua as he's departing and leaving the children of Israel. In verse 14, he says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And here we see that Joshua is really challenging the people to serve the Lord only. And then he continues, and he says some really nice things here. In verse 15, he says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the God of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Here Joshua says to the people, you have a chance uh, to choose if you want to serve the Lord or if you want to serve other gods. He says, I don't know what you're going to decide for yourselves. But I'm going to explain to you that for me, I'm going to encourage you to serve the Lord. But one thing for me, I know, that for me and my household, my family, we will serve the Lord. He made this decision. But I believe at this time in this new year that God wants us to strengthen on that point for our families. I'm speaking to our parents that are here, to children that are here, everyone that is here in this room, to make this decision, that me and my house, we will serve the Lord, the decision of that. I believe that God wants us to invest more and more time in our families, in our children. Sometimes we're so involved um, with what's happening outside that we really have a tendency to push away and to not really take care of and care for our families and what's happening in our house. And I believe that God wants us to be ready for the next generation. If it's for our children or for our youth, but I believe that we need to be ready for this. If it's to really spend some proper quality time with them, if it needs to be that we're praying for our, for our children, if it's to teach them the word of the Lord or to encourage them and teach them how to be a part of what is going on in the congregation, I believe that what we are sowing is something that we will also reap. This is what the word of God teaches us. I believe that if we are going to sow into our families and sow into our children, we will really reap in the future. And it's a wonderful thing. It's like our brother Sergei said this morning, there's no other greater joy than to see that our children walking in the truth. Let's invest in our children at this time. Activities with the children. It's so necessary and important to really spend time with the children. And I'm not speaking just about little time. I'm not just talking about little children, but talking about bigger children, to do things with them. And I look at, Danny looks at his own daughters, he has three daughters, and they're growing up so fast and so quick. And uh, Danny's oldest daughter, Revital, will soon, in a few years, go into the army. And so I see it as my time right now to really as much as possible for Danny to spend time with Revital to spend time with them, to teach them, to study with them, to have fun with them, to learn and go with them. I want to continue and jump over to verse, uh, to the point number four. That would be my contribution and what I can do or serve in the congregation. Don't forget that you need to divide your cake up with part of this in your cake. You know that this congregation is made up of a way that each person has a way to serve. And I'm not talking just about serving or giving with money, but to contribute with who you are and and your gifts that you have. And thank the Lord we have a wonderful group of people that are working here in the congregation. But I see that basically what happens, that the work of the congregation falls upon the same people all the time. And I believe that there are some of you here who have not given of your time or contributed to the kehila. And I believe that this next year is the time for you to come forward and to give of that time. Yeshua said, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. So each time that you say, make me more like Yeshua, make me more like the Lord, then you're really praying as well, make me be a servant. So there are some people that love to come to the congregation and to sit, listen to the word of the Lord, just relax, take it all in, enjoy the worship. But there's also those that need to be working downstairs with children. And some of them even have to be changing diapers to run after the kids. Not everybody that's, uh, sit, not everybody in the congregation is sitting quietly like us here now. If you go downstairs, you'll see it's a totally different picture there. Praise God for every worker that works downstairs and is giving of their time. And sometimes the work that we do is not always work that is seen by everybody. And so yes, of course, for Danny and Vova and others, you see them working. But there's those that are working downstairs that are working very hard. And I believe that God wants us to be a part of everything that goes on here. So when people ask you, what Kehillah or congregation do you go to? If you say Carmel Assembly or Kehillah to Carmel, or if you say my congregation is Carmel Assembly, and so if, if this congregation is really your congregation, then that means that you also have a responsibility and a part to play with what is going on here. And so it's so wonderful for Danny and for the other pastoral staff to experience when somebody comes to them, which doesn't happen very often, and says, is there any way I can serve? Is there anything I can do? There's not too many people like this. Do you know why? And I've told you this about two weeks ago, because we love ourselves. Do you remember when I told you to, that little test that we had a few weeks ago to write down each day how many times you actually use the word I? Did anybody do this? Did anybody write this down? Of how many times you've written the word I? And Danny asked how many times and somebody said too many times. Because we are are part of that normal human chain that says you're supposed to serve me. And so maybe I've told you the story, but we asked for somebody to help with overheads. And... The person that we asked to help with this said, Oh, well, I really need to pray about this. Hello. Hello. (laughs) To serve. Each time that you have an opportunity to serve, you have no reason to really pray about this. This is an opportunity to serve. Because God calls you to serve. He wants you to hear the word of the Lord. He wants you to enjoy the worship. But once again, it's not really fair that all the work falls on a few people. I believe that the blessing of heaven will be upon the servants. So next week, I want to see more volunteers here. I believe that God wants to see more volunteers here. People that will say to other people, to Frank and Carol, what can we do here? What can we help with the tea and the coffee? And To really give is part of what we are doing in our congregation, and this cake I want you to divide it up exactly how much time you're really giving to the service of the congregation. The fifth point. But well, the fifth point is contribution and service that I have to others, people that are outside of the congregation, to my neighbors, service and contribution to people that are outside of the congregation. And so what do I mean by this? Things that I'm doing outside of the realm of the congregation in order to bless the people around me. And so I know somebody from the congregation that works in the Civil Guard. So what exactly is Civil Guard for those of you that don't know? So it's a group of people that, especially in the evenings, they go out with cars and they're really like helping the police to guard over and watch over the city. Maybe it's to help um, volunteer and to help uh, older people. Maybe it's to help children with their schoolwork. Maybe it's to help in a hospital. Danny is in uh, the process of working with one of the hospitals that some of our people from the congregation can go in and volunteer there. We're called to be a light to the congregation? Is that what it's written? We're called to be a light to the world. What we receive here, what God puts within us, he says now take it out, be a blessing. So put in this piece of cake exactly the percentage of how much time that you're doing this so when Danny spoke to his wife Luann about these points so she really persisted that uh, point number six should be on there and that is taking care of my physical body and I'm going to be Danny's going to be one that says he fails in this (laughs) so praise God that he gave us a wonderful body he created us but he expects us to take care of what he has given us and I want to encourage you so, also, like the Apostle Paul says, uh, not just that God has said or the Lord has said, but I also want to tell you, and that's what Danny's saying this morning, and that is to help take care of your physical body. If you want something practical, maybe something practical is in the morning when you get up, you can go out for a morning walk. And it doesn't even have to be in the morning, it can be any time throughout the day that is really practical and easy for you to really eat healthy. And Danny says, I'm getting into areas maybe that I shouldn't get into right now. But to really take care of our physical body. And number seven, point number seven, is time that we really set apart for our entertainment. And this is points that we really like to do. And all of you that love computers, those of you that receive like 300 emails per day, and Karina's laughing over here. Karina works in the offices at Beit Yedidia and for the congregation. Check yourselves and see what you're doing with all of this entertainment time that you have, your computer, emails. And double-check how much time it's really taking from your time. God gave us 24 hours in a day, and he asks of us to use these hours in wisdom. It's important to receive your emails and to answer them, and it's important also that we take time to really just completely uh, close down or cut off from the world and everything that's going on, and so Danny, in order for him to just get a little bit of peace of mind and sense of quiet, he likes to go fishing, and Karina, when she wants to get some peace of mind, then she goes and makes the receipts. No, not really. But I believe it's important for us to really take the time to refresh ourselves in the proper way. If our list of priorities is right, I believe then that God will release his blessing stronger and better in our lives than we've known before. Who loves to sleep here? Do you like to sleep? We all love to sleep. I think we all like to sleep. And this also needs to be in the right category and in the right amount. And I believe that sleep is really relating to everything else that is above in the other seven points that we have. So yesterday, the pastors and some of the leadership spoke with the new interns that are starting here. And they've said, if you wanna pray in the morning and you go to bed the night before at 12 o'clock or one o'clock, it'll be very hard for you to get up in the morning and pray. And I believe that God wants to put order of this part into our lives. It's very important that we look at this paper and we say, oh, this is what are we doing. So if you go to bed earlier, you will be more refreshed when you get up in the morning to seek God's face. And sometimes there's moments that it doesn't matter what happens. You have to stay awake awake late and God will give you grace. But if you're sitting in front of the computer or in front of the TV late at night or you're reading lots of books till really late, then it will really uh, be seen in what you're going to be doing the next day. You will not really be able to do what God has called you to do. So underneath this cake that you've seen is uh, a place for setting some goals for the new year. I believe that God wants us to set some goals, some real true goals for the area that we want to reach this next year. Danny says he has a lot of goals that he's setting for himself and, and his prayer that he would re- reach at least half of them but I want to challenge you with a number of goals. I believe that one of our goals that I've uh, already showed to you and said to you is our family to really invest more in our families. I believe also above everything is to come closer to the Lord but I believe that God wants to give us a special goal, especially for this new year, and I believe that goal is that each, each one, each one of us, to bring somebody, bring somebody else into the body of Christ, into the into the family of faith. Just one, just one person. That God will use you this year, so that God will use you this year to be an instrument to show them the way. And you know what will happen next year if you can stand in this. Job assignment? There'll be a few people sitting here. Oh, how many people will be sitting here? Instead of this many, there'll be double this amount. It's not really a matter of numbers here. But I believe that God wants to put this challenge in us. Let's think about all of Israel being saved. Oh, let's not think about all of Israel being saved. Let's just think about one, that God would lead us to one. And I believe that God is leading us towards this and wants us to be faithful in this. He will do it. And the next challenge, like I said, that our life as a believer in the congregation will be totally changed than from what it is right now, if it's personal and if it's also as a congregation. I believe that God is calling us as a congregation to pray more, and you've heard this many, many times. Danny says he wants to share with us that sometimes when he gets to the prayer meeting it's very disappointing. And he sees only a very small group of people that have come to pray. Because he, I believe that at this time, it's a time for each of the congregation to come. Because the breakthrough that we want to see in our lives and in our city will come only through prayer. So I pray that our life, uh, praying life as a believer, would be stronger. I know that I don't have much time to share with you. But I believe that if we will build up in our lives and if we are true to ourselves, and if we look at all the things that we have gained last year, our challenges, I believe that God will lead us into a new year where we are much more effective. It's so important to us um, as a congregation for us to look and for us to see where's areas that we need to change, where's areas that we need to grow. I want us to close with a scripture verse that soon we will also be singing it, It's from Psalms 139, very famous scripture verse. Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try and know my anxieties, and see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I believe that this is one of the best prayers, the more beautiful prayers that there is. That David gave complete permission to the Lord to search him. He knows our hearts. And if we pray, Lord, if there's anything in my heart, anything that would keep me from you, take it from me, clean it from my life, and lead me in an everlasting way. Let's stand, please. Let's be in a time of prayer. Let's close our eyes and really concentrate instead of watching the people around us. I want you to take these moments to really um, check your hearts before God. Really start to check and see what's happened in the last year. What accomplishments did I have? Did I joy the Lord in the things that I did? Where do I need to change? Where do I need to be fixed? Take the sin from my life and reveal to me what is good and what is bad. And teach me to be true in everything that I do. If there's any of you here that really feel that you need prayer in this area of your life, people that need to come before God in repentance, I want to open the front areas here for you to come forward to pray, to say to to the Lord, Lord, I want to change. I'm coming forward because I want to change things that I've done in my life, priorities in my life. So as Karen is singing this song, we come before the Lord and we say, Father, fix the things that are wrong in my life, Father. Change the things in my life. Change things that I have a different priority system. Maybe we can pray this prayer together. Follow after us in prayer. Father Yeshua, say it from deep within your heart. Father Yeshua, I ask that you would forgive me that I didn't put you as first place in my life. I ask that you would help me to put my priorities straight before you. I ask that you would use me that I would be used as a vessel of blessing inside the congregation, from outside the congregation, every area that you would take me, that the light of Messiah would be shown and through me. Thank you, Yeshua. Father, we ask that you would bless your children that are here this morning. Give to each one of them a true, good, happy new year, a year that is full of the Holy Spirit that this next year, God willing, we will see new faces of brothers and sisters here in the congregation because of the decision that each one of your brothers and sisters have taken here. Father, use each one of us to be a blessing. Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen.